purpose is to help you heal, and I'm your host, Marie Monville. We are going to spend 10 minutes talking about healing. What kind of healing do you need? Is it in your mindset? Is it emotional healing? Is it spiritual healing? You know, there's a lot of healing that we all need, and this is where you're going to find it every week, 10 minutes on Tuesday. I'm so glad you're spending this time with me. Welcome back. As promised, this week we are beginning a two-part series on stress. I don't know about you, but it's easy for me to kind of slide into this place where I just take the reality that stress exists as sort of my truth, that I'm going to feel stress because everybody feels stress and that's just the way it is. But I want to encourage us to see it from a new perspective, to embrace the reality that we are in control over some of the aspects of our lives. I get that we're not in control of everything and there are probably a lot of things that happen in the day to day that we weren't expecting and we're not in control of, but we are in control of the way that we respond to things. And it's our response that either heightens or lessens our stress. And so, you know, I really want to be this person who says to you a little bit of tough love, maybe, hey, let's get a handle on stress. Let's see it from a different perspective. Let's own the places where we're allowing stress in our lives. Let's own those things that we're doing that are making this worse. But let's do all of that so that we can come to this place where we see it differently, we respond differently, and we do something different about the stress that we've allowed to exist. Because, you know, in our fast-paced American culture, it's almost as if there's an understanding that stress is part of everyone's day-to-day. And it is. And, you know, it's not even that all stress is bad. There are elements of stress that can be good. You know, the pressure that keeps us moving, um, things that keep us from procrastinating. There are aspects of stress that can be healthy. It's If you want the technical term for that, it's eustress. But then there's this place where it's not healthy, and that's distress. And so, you know, if we want to live lives where we are able to engage with God and be the people that he's called us to be and impact our family, our friends, our community, our workplace in the way that we desire to have an impact then we have to own our stress level and endeavor to do something different with it. And to be able to see stress not as this thing that's a badge of honor. You know, how many times have you had a conversation or heard people talking and it's almost as if there's this competition to see who has it worse, you know, who is living a more stressed life. And it's not good for us. It's leading us down a path to a place that we do not want to be. It's the navigation system, the GPS that's taking us to a destination that we don't want. And if we don't want to be there, then it's our job to do something about it. Because, you know, as much as we'd want to say, well, it's my job or it's my family or it's these circumstances, it's all of these things that are causing me stress. The reality is that it's on us. It's on how we choose or choose not to handle it, what we do to diminish it. Are we being intentional and proactive about the things that set us up to have less stress? Are we working to process and recover from the stress that happens in the moment? Are we creating a schedule and a routine that gives us the ability 
to have pockets of time to deal with what we feel and to process our emotions. And I think for a lot of us, we're probably not doing a great job of that. Even if you kind of journey down the trail of, you know, what are we being taught in health classes or uh, socially, you know, or what are we hearing and consuming? A lot of times we're not being given the tools, you know, the perspectives, the challenge to say, let's lessen our stress. I mean, if you think about some of the the context of American catchphrases that we've heard over the past few years, you know, I think it's that place of hustling harder, of, you know, working harder, of constantly being in motion and moving from the one thing to the next to the next, keeping our intentions high and our follow through even higher. And yes, there's a place for all that stuff, but it's it's how we're doing it. And, you know, we talked last week about wanting to, uh, you know, lean into the day-to-day of our purpose, the consistency of small steps uh, repeated over time to get to this place that we want. And stress is like that too. It's going to come through the consistency of our day-to-day. What are we doing? And, you know, I'm the first to admit that there have been a lot of days and months and years that I have not done a great job of handling my stress, that I didn't embrace that reality of saying, hey, I am responsible for how I respond. This is on me. And while I can't necessarily control everything about my day to day, there are things I can do that make it better. I haven't always owned that. But it's in discovering the reality of what stress is doing. You know, stress has an impact, and it's not just this thing that doesn't matter, it matters in a deep, deep way. And so, you know, maybe it's saying, all right, what what are the impacts that stress are having on my body? What is going on here as I allow this thing to happen? Well, you know, one of the most shocking things that I discovered in, in, you know, studying psychology and the brain and what happens with our emotions and stress and all of that is that doctors are realizing, especially in the cardiovascular community, that stress plays a much more significant role in cardiovascular disease, heart attacks, hardening of the arteries, all of those things. Stress is a culprit in a way that wasn't identified for a long time. And it's only been in more recent years that, you know, the medical community is coming to the understanding that stress causes a lot of this stuff, whereas previously it was, you know, kind of pointed to diet and lifestyle and hereditary factors. So I don't want to be setting myself up for some type of cardiovascular condition. You know, we also have heard and you can find studies and research on the impact of stress as far as cancer. Well, I mean, cancer is one of the most frequently diagnosed conditions in our world today. I don't want to be increasing the likelihood that I would experience that because of stress. And on a on a basic level, you know, stress impacts our digestive system. It causes digestive upset. It can end up causing ulcers and all of those things. It causes headaches. Think about tension. You know, I tend to carry uh, stress in my shoulders and my neck. So I know when I'm starting to get a little bit out of bounds, if I start to really feel that tightness and a headache coming on. Stress reduces our immune function. 
So even if we want to have a, you know, a better chance of fighting off everyday germs and, and things that pop up this time of year, we're going to be better prepared to do that if our stress level is lower. So, you know, being able to say, hey, stress impacts my immune system. It impacts my health overall. It also has an impact on hormones, especially for women. And one of the things that we know is that stress increases our cortisol. Cortisol impacts all the other hormones, especially in a woman's body, and makes it much, much harder to lose weight. So if we're trying to lose weight, one of the things that we also need to do is reduce our stress level because the higher our stress, the le- you know the less likely it is that we're going to be able to lose weight. So I give you all of those details and facts to be able to say, hey, this is you know an issue that we all need to own. This is a place that we all need to walk. And here's why it's important. It's that cultural expectation of the norm of stress and, you know, the impact that we see on our mental and physical well-being that makes us come to this place to say, okay, I don't want just, I don't want to just exist with stress. I need to do it differently. How do I do that? And I think for all of us, we have different triggers. So the first step is identifying what are our triggers? What are the things that make us feel stressed? I feel stressed by clutter. I do not like having clutter all over my house. I don't like it when my floor is dirty. I have a dog. He's uh, part Newfoundland, part Malamute. And this time of year, we call it like the tumbleweeds rolling around. He's losing all of his summer fur and his winter fur is coming in. And oh my goodness, it doesn't matter how much I brush him. I I still see them. I want to run the vacuum almost every day just because that reduces my stress level. But then it's also a place for me to say, okay, it's all right to see a few tumbleweeds. I don't have to get the vacuum out every time I see it. I can just keep going and not make that my focus. So it's, you know, identifying what are my triggers and then thinking through, what is a different story I need to tell myself about them? What is something that I need to do to lessen their impact? And sometimes it's as simple as telling myself a new story. I don't have to run the vacuum every day. It's okay if there's a couple tumbleweeds from Bruno. No big deal. But then there's also places where, you know, we create stress for ourselves because we're not setting ourselves up for success. So I know that I am better prepared for the week ahead if I take a little bit of time on the weekend to think about what am I going to make for dinner every night this week? What does my schedule look like? What kind of time am I going to have? You know, do I have the ingredients on hand? And for me, it's as simple as saying, I'm going to go through Pinterest. I'm going to grab a couple recipes that look good to me or maybe things I've made before. I save them in a folder with the week's date titled. So I know exactly what I'm making. If I make something that my family doesn't love or I didn't enjoy the process of, I just delete it from the folder. But then I have these folders that I can just grab and repeat in the weeks ahead to make it a little bit more streamlined to figure out what I'm cooking for dinner. So, you know, it's both in this place of saying, what are my everyday triggers? What are the things that are going to cause me stress? And what can I do to lessen my stress? Where are some pockets of time that I can prepare ahead so that I have less stress? So those are, you know, two basic things that we can do that have nothing to do with the things that pop up unexpectedly in the day-to-day that maybe causes more stress, but that can put us in a place where our stress levels already dial down. And then another thing, you know, that is so important is building in that framework of time. Are we giving ourselves time 
to just relax, time to enjoy things that are important, people, relationships, activities that are important to us? Or are we keeping ourselves so scheduled that we don't even have a moment to breathe? And I understand that during the week, you know, depending on your work schedule, your home schedule, your family life, all those things, it might be really difficult to find those pockets of time. But I would imagine that we are each probably wasting 20 minutes a day, whether that's through social media or just procrastinating, getting out of bed in the morning, you know, whatever it is, we probably all have at least 20 minutes that we can come up with on a daily basis. So let's be intentional about the way we use it. Let's use it for those activities that dial us back. One of the things that I love to do is go for a walk. Bruno is great for that. He loves to go for a walk. And for me, that's a place to reduce my stress level. But I can't always bank on going for a walk, you know, depending on the weather, or maybe it's dark out and I don't want to go, whatever. I need to have more than one option. You need more than one option too. So what are some things that you enjoy doing? What are some activities that help you dial your stress level down? And where can you create at least two 20-minute pockets of time to do those this week? You know, there are going to be things in our life that happened that cause us stress, things that we couldn't prepare for, but we're going to be better able to handle them if we're doing some basic things that are going to help us in the moment. Things like understanding the importance, making it a priority, looking for those things that we can dismiss, create a new story around, figuring out ways to structure ahead of time so that we can give ourselves space to breathe, and then being intentional uh, intentional about the way we use our downtime to actually find that place where we can engage in the things that we love and reduce our stress level. So that's my challenge for you this week. What are the things that you can tell yourself a new story about? Where are the places that you can, you know, prepare ahead of time that are going to reduce your stress in the moment? And what are the activities and where are you going to block out the time to do it? I want you to think about that. And I would love for you to be intentional. And as you finish listening to this episode, take the time to do those things. Think about those questions, plan those moments, and then come back next week because we're going to take this a little bit further. We're going to talk about how do we handle those stressors, you know, that pop up in the moment that are very intense. How do we dial our stress level down even in the midst of those? And what happens when we find ourselves way past normal stress and in that place of burnout? How do we come back from that? We're going to talk about that next week. I invite you to come back and join me. In the meantime, pop over to my website, mariemonville.com. I have resources and lots of ways for you to increase the outcome you're having in your life by dialing down your stress, by finding a community that can support you. My membership group is amazing, and I love the way that these ladies are intentional with each other. If you need a little bit more accountability to walk this out, join me there. Come find out about it. And of course, you can find more information about my book to help you heal coming November 14th. That too is going to give you resources and guides. You're going to have all kinds of relatable stories in there, things that I've shared from my own life in the ways that God has taught me to walk this out. I hope that this episode has been meaningful for you, and I can't wait for you to come back and join me next week to take it a little further. 
Thank you.